Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Could you imagine a parent lying to you about you having a heart defect just so you would listen to them? We'll get to that, but first, Entitled mother tries to make me her son's boyfriend. This happened about a year ago when I was 14 over winter break when I was on vacation in Japan. Hence, this will all be roughly translated from Japanese. I was at the park sitting by myself on a bench drinking hot chocolate and listening to music when this guy tapped me on the shoulder. For the sake of anonymity, we'll call him Ethan. Ethan says hi. I was in the zone for listening to music, so it took me about 10 seconds to register there was a human behind me. I said hello, and Ethan said, sorry if this comes off as creepy, but there's ice skating around here and I don't really want to go alone. Would you mind going with me? I could pay for you. I looked at this kid for a second before agreeing. He was cute, so I was surprised he didn't have anyone else to go with him. I said, sure, do you mind if I ask my dad first? And they said, sure, no problem. So I called my dad and he asked me a few questions about the area, which I relayed on to him, and then back to my dad a couple of times. After my dad agreed, we started walking and talking, though it was only like a two minute walk. We arrived, paid for ice skate rentals and started skating, when suddenly I hear the voice of what seems to be a nice lady. She says, Ethan, sweetie, you forgot your gloves. She started running over to give them to him. So I decided to do a lap to let them talk for a second, when I hear Ethan yell to me. They say, OP, come meet my mom. I say, sure. I skated over, and as I did, I noticed he was whispering something to her. And then I skated over and she just kind of looked at me. Entitled mother looking at Ethan said, Why are you talking to this American girl? I told you you can only date Asians. We don't need to tarnish the family name. I was surprised for a couple of reasons. One, I may not be as Asian as they are, but it's obvious I'm Asian. Two, he called me by name, Mitsuki, a very obvious and fairly common Japanese name. 3. He called me over in Japanese, to which I replied in Japanese. And yet with all of those, she thought I couldn't understand her. I sat and listened for a second, before the mom turned to me and said in the most thick Japanese accent I have ever heard, Leave my son alone. The son protested for a couple of seconds, before his mom gave that, I'm gonna count to 10 look. I just looked at her dead in the eyes. I said if you need to say something to me, at least make it understandable said in Japanese. Suddenly the mom turned a shade of red I had never seen before. She stayed silent for a few seconds before looking at me. She says, you speak Japanese? I say, yep, I am Japanese. She says, then you'll be perfect for my son. I said, I'm sorry, what? This lady's entire personality just switched in a nanosecond from go away to date my son. She said, you heard me. My son needs a girlfriend so he's not a loser in class. And a Japanese girl like you would do great. I said, I'm sorry, but... I was instantly cut off. Ethan was just standing still. She says, it doesn't matter. Look at my son. He's so handsome. Ethan said, mom, shut up. She doesn't want to. Leave her alone. She says, you brat. I'm just trying to help you so you don't end up as a disappointment like your older brother. 
They kind of yelled back and forth for a minute while I sat there like a side character in a movie just watching. She says, you'll date him, right? I say, I don't live in Japan. Also, I like women. I said that with 0% emotion because I was tired with this lady. No more words were exchanged. Ethan was dragged away while apologizing and telling me to just return the skates when I was done. What a shame because Ethan seems like a nice person. I wonder if the mother's to blame for the older brother not doing well either. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy fueling your hatred for these entitled parents with these stories, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is My Father and His Newfound Entitlement. I let my father and his wife live free for years in my house that I inherited from my grandfather. I lived somewhere else. He had to follow one rule to live free in the house, to not touch my room and my grandfather's office. I paid for everything except their food and entertainment. After living there for seven years, he thought he was the owner of the house. A few weeks ago, he let his stepdaughter move in without consulting me. There was an empty room for her, but he wanted to give her my room. He had the courtesy to call me and tell me to get my things out of my room so she could move there. I refused and told him that she could use the empty room, but I guess it wasn't enough. I went to the house only to find out that he changed the locks and was not going to let me in unless I agreed to what he wanted. Long story short, I kicked them out, lawyer and police involved. I thought my father's misdeeds were over as the house was the last thing that was keeping our relationship alive, but I was wrong. We hadn't heard from him until a few days ago when he showed up at the house. I wasn't there but girlfriend was. My girlfriend told me that my father was there to tell us that since we're now living in the house, we have to host them for the Christmas holidays. Not only that, he gave her a list of the food they wanted and the gifts they expected to receive. My girlfriend told him to go away before she called the police. I again thought it was over, but I was wrong again. Yesterday, we received another visit from him. Apparently, he called my mother to invite her to spend the holidays with us. She blew him off and told him that she'll take us, girlfriend and I, to Europe for New Year's Eve. He had the balls to demand that she take them too. My mother just hung up. Mind you, this was the first time they'd spoken after divorcing 16 years ago. He came to the house demanding I convince my mother to take them too or that we pay for them to go with us. At this point, his attitude stopped being disappointing and turned comical. My girlfriend and I just laughed at him. We laughed so hard that we didn't notice when he left. I can say that we didn't have the best relationship but he wasn't entitled. I mean, it was already clear why my grandfather, his father, was completely disappointed in him, but it seems that he wants to take it to another new level. I don't know if he'll stop, but I hope he does for the rest of the year. It sounds annoying, but at least it doesn't sound like super harassment levels. I would just say if it keeps escalating or they keep showing up, you know, at some point, maybe you wanna look into like a restraining order. I mean, at the worst, they seem to just be making demands. At least they're not, like, trying to break and enter into your house. Yet. This next story is, Entitled Mother slaps me after her son smacked me across the face. So, this story happened 12 years ago. I remembered it recently as I stumbled on Nice Kid's Facebook profile. Thought I'd share it. So, back when I was 8 years old, I had a classmate who was special needs. He wasn't particularly academically challenged, as he understood most materials but you can tell he struggled in school both with grades and with classmates. He was also super sensitive to loud noises and cried a lot. 
He had no special skills to speak of. Having a conversation with him is counterproductive to say the least. But he was a really nice kid and always tried his best. As I was a good student and mature for my age, as teachers put it, they'd often seat us together for me to help him out whenever possible. I can't say I liked the arrangement, but he was a really good kid, polite and super nice, so I went with it. Teachers didn't want to deal with him when he was overwhelmed and needed comforting, or if he didn't understand something in class and had a question. So that was my job. On to the story. One day, our teacher left us unattended to get something for the principal's office. And while she was away, some boys behind us started calling nice kid names and throwing papers at him, making loud animal noises and just yelling random stuff. He lost it. He was hyperventilating and crying and nothing I said seemed to calm him down. So I yelled at the top of my lungs for them to stop and leave him alone, which in hindsight is the dumbest thing to do next to someone who's sensitive to loud noises. His reaction was to smack me across the face hard. The teacher came in and berated him for slapping me and tried to get him suspended, but I insisted it was an accident and I'm fine and I tried to explain that our classmates pushed him over the edge and it's not his fault. The teacher decided to call his mother to pick him up because she wasn't letting him walk off scot-free. Later that day, the entitled mother came to me and we had the following conversation. The entitled mother says, we need to talk about what happened today. I said, it's okay, I'm not mad. It was an accident. It happens. She says, and why would you be? You literally provoked my son and almost got him suspended. Have you got no shame? I said, excuse me, I was just trying to help. She said, yeah, what a great help you were, insensitive little cow. I don't want you anywhere near my son again. How dare you bully him? I said, I've never bullied him. What are you talking about? She said, my son wouldn't even hurt a fly. I highly doubt he did this unprovoked. I said, I think you should talk with the teacher because that's not what happened. I told her, I don't expect an apology. She says, who even mentioned apologies? You deserve another slap for your insolence. And with that, she slapped me. At this point, I was full on sobbing and terrified of this 40 something year old woman threatening me. I went home and never mentioned it to my parents because I felt like it's all my fault. Now, 12 years later, if we ever cross paths, I'll be sure to slap her right back. No hate towards her son though. It definitely sucks because this entitled mother clearly was not listening, not willing to even hear OP out. But in a way, I kind of understand where she's coming from. I mean, slapping a kid is never okay. But if she's a heavily caring mother for a kid that's special needs, she probably assumes that somebody their son slapped was probably just as bad as any other bully that this kid's faced throughout their entire life. Our next story is, anti-vax mom lies to me about having heart defect. So this was in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic, right when they started announcing the vaccine for teenagers. I was living with my mom, who wasn't anti-vax growing up, but now believes COVID is fake, and that vaccines are evil and blah blah blah. I told her that I wanted to get the vaccine and asked her to book me an appointment. She said no. Every time I asked her, it was a no with whatever excuse she decided to make up. Until one day, I sat her down and decided either she could support me in this choice, or I would go and get it done myself without her. Here's how that convo went. I said, Mom? I know how you feel about the vaccine, but you are immunocompromised. And if you catch it, you'll die. I need to get this vaccine. 
She said, I don't care. No, you are not putting that crap in your body. I said, Mom, pretty soon we won't be able to go anywhere without being vaccinated. I won't be able to go out for dinner with my friends or go do things. She says, do you want to know the truth? I say, yeah. She says, when you were born, you had a tube on your heart that wouldn't close. We had to keep you in the hospital for weeks to fix it. And even then, they were worried that it could open back up at any point and you could die. Doctors say you shouldn't get it if you have a severe heart defect, and you do. I don't remember whether it was a tube or an artery or just a plain old hole in my heart, so don't try and get all sciencey in the comments because I don't know exactly what she said as this was two years ago. I was astounded. I'd heard many stories about my birth and the health problems I faced as a baby, but that was never mentioned. Not once. I was immediately worried about my heart and started panicking and doing research to see what the chances were of it opening and killing me. My mother knew I was panicking over it and simply said nothing. Everyone in my life will say I'm a hypochondriac because I'm constantly worried about my health and dying. I was freaking out, so I reached out to a friend of mine that had a similar heart defect and we chatted for a bit and she said I should be fine to get the vaccine. Fast forward a week or two, I went downstairs to tell my mom that I'd booked an appointment to get it, and after that much research, I should be fine. But as soon as I told her that, she looks up from her phone and says extremely nonchalantly, Oh, by the way, you don't have anything wrong with your heart, I just don't want you to get it. She said it as if she were telling me we were out of milk, totally calm and no remorse or any emotion. My jaw dropped. I couldn't believe that my own mother had lied to me about having serious health problems just so I wouldn't get the vaccine. She watched me freak out about it and worry about dying and said nothing. She watched me almost cry when she told me and said nothing. All because she didn't want me to get it to save her life. I eventually did get it anyway and with much begging so did she. She refused to get her second dose and was extremely overdramatic after her first. She screamed and cried for hours, saying how much her arm hurts and how sick she was. To this day, she still only has one dose. You know how to shatter somebody's trust in anything you do or say? Lie to them about having a serious health defect. Regardless of what you believe as far as rational science and medicine goes, I think we can all agree that lying about something as crazy as a heart defect to your kid just to put you in the right or to get them on your side, is absolutely bonkers. Our next story is, is it weird that I never want to spend time with my dad? Growing up, my dad would hit me with the belt as a child for small things. He would also say that if I continued to cry, he would hit me more. He would also never let me talk when I wanted to speak with him about how he does things that bother me and always told me how I was wrong and he was right. He also belittled me growing up and although he did provide me with basic needs, emotionally he's never been a good dad. Nowadays, he questions why I never want to spend time with him. It's true, I avoid seeing him. Talking to him, I don't enjoy spending time with him whatsoever. I feel like I always have to walk on eggshells around him. Even though he isn't mean all the time, I still don't want to ever see him, which is partially why I don't like the weekends. He's home. I feel really bad for feeling this way. Is it justified? I think it's definitely justified because it just seems like they never respected you or your feelings and were in a way abusive whether that's physically or emotionally. I know 100% I've had people in my life that have treated me the exact same way as this 
And as soon as I got away from being involved around them, I found myself not even... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. And wanting to really be on a phone call with them, let alone having to be in the same room or general area as them. I think it's completely understandable. Let's put it this way. If you're going to spend time with anybody or be anywhere, you don't want to have to be around somebody that you feel is going to basically attack you or put you down or make you feel miserable because that's just who they are and how they carry themselves. I know I still take every opportunity I can to avoid those people that I know are like that. Especially if you've witnessed this all throughout your childhood. Enough is enough. Our next story is in-laws on my last nerve. I, 29-year-old female, am six months pregnant with my first child due February. We struggled to conceive and I admit I've been anxious during this whole pregnancy. I want to give my baby the best start possible. We spoke with our doctors and decided to not have a lot of people around our newborn while I'm on maternity leave, and we're also requiring visitors to be up to date on vaccinations. We also aren't allowing my sister's children to visit early on, 3-year-old female and 7-year-old female, because they're at a higher risk of getting the baby sick, even with just a cold being in the school, plus the younger one hasn't got her COVID vaccination. I'm not here to judge people's choices, but we made this decision with our doctors to keep our baby the safest they can be before they can get vaccines. My mom, sister, dad, and stepmom were all on board. My in-laws, however, had a very bad reaction to this news. They believe the conspiracy theories that it's been killing people and it's unsafe. They were also very angry that we were making rules for them to follow. My mother-in-law basically hasn't been speaking to us for the past two months. 
I've sent her updates about the baby, ultrasound pictures, info about the shower, picture of the nursery, etc. And I'm lucky to get a one-word answer. My husband talked to her on the phone today to try and clear the air after he talked with his dad and his dad said that she told him she's not going to the baby shower. The main points of the conversation were 1. She said we're causing a rift in the family by requiring vaccines. 2. She said we're hypocrites for going on a trip last month and risking ourselves. We got a flu shot and booster beforehand. 3. We're keeping her from her grandchild and it's cruel slash we're choosing to exclude her. 4. She won't be coming to my baby shower because she doesn't want to support me or be happy about the baby since she can't hold it immediately after their birth. 5. She said other family on that side won't come to the shower because I missed her niece's bridal shower because I was vomiting and exhausted by carrying her grandchild. 6. She accused me of sending texts from my husband's phone and asked my husband to be honest if he really is the one who wants them to get the shots. He agreed with me 100% and made the decision to enforce the rules. 7. She threw it back in his face that they helped us fix some stuff around our house last year, when we first bought our home, and now are treating them this way. My husband did ask my father-in-law to help him drywall and a few other things, and my mother-in-law did come over and help me paint a couple of times too. It's not that we don't appreciate it, but it has nothing to do with the other situation and they could have told us no. I'm really at a loss of what to do. I've basically decided to cut off contact with her from now on, but I feel guilty. At this point, I feel like it's up to her to reach out. We also offered to FaceTime them to see the baby if they chose not to get the vaccines, and they said no, they don't want that. With this level of insanity slash rudeness, I would cut them off for good if it wouldn't hurt my husband's feelings. Is it wrong that if they show no interest in me, don't support me during my pregnancy, or show interest in my baby before they can hold them, that I don't feel comfortable having them over after maternity leave is over? I know I'm going to leave that final decision up to my husband since it's his child too, but if it's truly radio silence for the next few months, I don't want the negativity around my child. Am I wrong? I think this is definitely entitled behavior. I think these are people that just don't take kindly to being told no. You're not forcing them to actually get the shots. You're merely saying that you've made an educated decision about how you're trying to protect your young children and you as a pregnant woman with a baby. I think the key point here is even if you try to make consolations, they're blowing up their nuclear about it. They say, no, 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 we don't want to FaceTime. We don't want to call. We don't want to be around. Hit us back up as soon as you change your mind. I think that's classic entitled behavior. This next story is, my mom felt entitled to read my journal without me knowing or giving consent. For a little backstory, my mom is religious and incredibly intrusive. More so nowadays since my brother got married and moved out, she doesn't believe in privacy and thinks she has to know everything. I've known her to pry into my drawers and things and listen behind the door at times when I'm either talking to someone or myself. She also did this with my brother when he was still living here, listening in on his video call to his fiance because she didn't trust his marriage. It started with him, now she's moved on to me. On to the main story, I was feeling mentally ill and my mom knew about this and suggested that I write down my thoughts on paper to get everything out. I didn't know how to feel about therapy yet and thought it was a good idea. For the next year and a half, I wrote down my emotions. 
the days I'd have, experiences, everything. I would vent, cry, and smile to this book, and would even draw down my feelings if I felt like it. It was very personal to me, and there was some extremely personal stuff in that journal. Things including my darkest thoughts, sexual identity, and descriptive details of my relationship with my partner. I never planned for anyone to read it, especially my mother. Some days, however, she'd ask me questions or say things that would sound awfully similar to what I would be experiencing at the time, even though I hadn't told her anything. I got suspicious, but never asked and instead started hiding my journal. One day, I was approached by my partner, who was paranoid and wanted to buy a pregnancy test. I was extremely nervous and stressed as we were too young to take care of a baby. I mean, we wanted to have a kid one day, but not this early. I had so many emotions going on inside my head, but I took the test and it turned out negative. We were both relieved and calmed down for the rest of the day. But at the end of the day, I wrote down an entry regarding what happened and tucked it away. The next morning was eerily quiet. We had woken up for mass and my brother was driving us there. He was normal. It was my mom and dad that were off. I would try looking to my mom, but she would either look away or stare right through me. It was an extremely uncomfortable drive. When we made it to church, my mom and brother left the car, whilst my dad and I stayed inside for the next 30 minutes before mass starts. My brother preferred getting there early for morning confessions. I looked over to my dad and asked him, Dad, what's going on? Why is mom acting so cold? It takes him a minute to respond before he says, You shouldn't leave your diary lying around. My heart and stomach both dropped. She could have read anything, everything. I was terrified for what would happen next, but also I felt really hurt and betrayed. My dad helped to console me and admitted to not having wanted to have read it, but my mom forced him down to listen to her reading it out to him. He wanted to respect my privacy and had the same experience in the past, where his mother read through his diaries and confronted him about them, in which he later burned. I was really thankful to have had him there by my side, and I couldn't have asked for a better dad. Since then, we've been getting along and have a much closer relationship. My mom and I, on the other hand, we finally had a sit-down that night and talked, and she finally told me herself about the journal. She confronted me on my most recent entry, the pregnancy test entry and told me how she was mortified that I had sex before marriage and kept telling me, you know that's not right, right? It's not how a Catholic girl should be. She went on and on sobbing and questioning whether she was naive to believe I could behave and not be tempted and the heart wrenching, am I not a good mother? I just sat there crying silently with my head down while my dad stayed quiet until he decided to sit next to me and hug me close. Eventually, I spoke up and asked, Why did you look through my journal? What gives you the right? She argued that she had every right since I was going through a tough time, and she was looking out for me since I never talked to her about my problems, and this was the only way, and now a way for me to learn how to trust her. But I don't want to talk to her about what's on my mind. It always ends up relating to her religious beliefs or making me feel more crappy than I was before, and her reading through my diary didn't make me want to trust her anymore. If anything, it made me want to run away. Ever since then, there's been a massive rift between me and my mom. I'm usually very forgiving, sometimes too forgiving, but I don't know if this is something I can let go of. 
Before, any behavior I saw, I just brushed off because I thought I was overreacting. But after that, it became a bit clearer to me that something was off. It really sunk in for me when I was telling a friend the same story while also stating, but she's a nice mom, right? She makes me food and buys me clothes? Then they stopped me and mentioned how those were basic necessities. Food, water, clothing and that I shouldn't have to base my relationship with her providing said necessities. What about other things like supporting you or your good memories together? And I just blanked. I feel like I should be sad about it, but I just feel empty. To all parents out there, please understand this. If your kid wants to talk to you, they will if they feel you're approachable and will be supportive. But if they don't want to, that's fine too and they are entitled to their own privacy. Don't spy on your kids in hopes that it'll bring you two closer, as it'll only make you drift apart and could potentially break your relationship with them. Sincerely, a kid. Honestly, in a way, it almost feels predatory the way that the mom handled things here. They said to OP, hey, if you need to work through things, write them down in a diary. And then immediately rip that diary open and start pouring through the pages. What kind of supportive mom do you pretend to be? That said, our final story of the day is, a Karen almost got arrested and dragged off a plane. Before COVID, I was traveling regularly for work, this time to Edinburgh. The flight was uneventful and we landed, but after touching the ground, we were asked to stay in our seats as there were some issues at the gate and they couldn't dock yet. About 10 minutes passed. I was sitting in the back of the plane as I generally find those seats are taken last, more often than not leaving me with an empty space next to me. But this time the plane was fully booked, so no luck. A woman in her 30s or 40s got up regardless and walked past me to the end of the plane into one of the toilets. I guess her need was high or she didn't care about the instructions to keep seated. I had a window seat and I was looking at the gates about one mile from where we parked as I noticed the crew mounting stairs to the back door of the plane and I was preparing for a bus trip to the gate or worse, a long walk, thinking they were going to let us get off here instead of at the gates. But I was up for a surprise. Instead of a crew member climbing up the stairs, I saw five police officers. The stewardess opened the back door and four officers came in. One stayed just outside the door. Two stayed in the back and two of them walked to about five rows in front of me and arrested one of the passengers. No idea why, but he complied. His girlfriend or wife wasn't arrested, but was getting up as well. The story is not about them, though this was my first time ever witnessing something like this happening in at least 50 flights a year. This story is about the woman who got into the toilet just before the police showed up. She probably had no idea what was happening and tried to leave the toilet, only to find that she got ordered back in by one of the officers. She started shouting that she wanted to get out, but the officer was firm and told her to stay inside. He didn't give a reason, but from his tone, it was clear that he was not taking any of her BS. While the man and woman were gathering their stuff, the woman in the toilet starts screaming, ordering to let her out. Again, the officer told her to shut up and that what was happening was in no way related to her, telling her this would only take a few minutes and she could leave the toilet after they were gone. She was having none of it. She was screaming even louder at the top of her lungs. 
making demands, trying to open the door that the officer closed again, cursing and calling him names, ordering the officer to let her out and back to her family. This went on for several minutes. When the man who was arrested was led to the back of the plane, the officer at the toilet plainly told the woman that if she continued, she would be arrested and taken off the plane as well. That finally shut her up. I felt for the guy and admired his patience. I wouldn't have taken her BS for the time he did. Two minutes later, the police left with the arrested man and his girlfriend and finally allowed the woman to leave the toilet. Everybody was looking in her direction as she quietly got back into her seat. We arrived 30 minutes late, but I didn't mind. The entertainment on this flight was awesome. Honestly, like, although the tone probably matters a lot here, I kind of don't blame this woman all that much. Because I feel like it's kind of terrifying if you go to the back of a plane, go in the bathroom, and next thing you know, you're trying to leave and this cop is just shutting the door on you saying, no, 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 don't go, you can't go anywhere. Especially if you're maybe claustrophobic or are prone to some kind of panic attack, like... I wouldn't be surprised if somebody would start freaking out in a situation like that and start trying to like claw at the door or like try to break the door down or I don't know. Honestly, I feel like maybe the police are in the wrong here. I mean, at least let the lady into the aisle outside of the toilet. Even if that means the police officer does have to babysit them, it's a little cruel to keep forcing them inside this 2x2 bathroom. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Entitled Parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.